A hero is integrity, humanity, and compassion in action. The hero frequency is the thread of those qualities binding us all. I'm Yasmin Joy, an empathic survivor of loss, grief, and more. And every week, I'll be sharing tips and tales that brought me to my mission of identifying and amplifying the hero frequency. Let's tune in and turn it up. Hey, welcome back. I want to start off by saying thank you so much for spending this time with me. Your time and attention means so much to me and I don't take them for granted. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Speaking of being grateful, next week is Thanksgiving and it's wild at our house because it's just me and my husband this year and this has never happened. We are too young to have such freedom, but at the same time, we were too young to not have any freedom for so long. So as much as I love having everyone around, and if that were the case this year, I would be completely into it. I will also be enjoying this extremely low-key holiday season we're about to have. Mild is the new wild. So yesterday, especially by the evening, was a bit rough. We've been dealing with a loved one on their mental health journey, and we had a therapy session that was really difficult for me. It brought up old wounds that were connected to a segment of a family from which I've since disconnected completely. This particular individual, though, I cannot and do not want to disconnect from. But because there are patterns of behavior very aligned with the disconnected family, I found myself reliving some of the emotions that I had to deal with during those decades that I was still connected with that segment of the family. I spent the rest of the evening processing these triggers, and one of the things I found myself doing was playing a game on my phone all night instead of watching a movie with my husband. I was playing this game hours straight. It was not fun or energizing. It was a distraction and it was numbing. And I recognized this while I was playing. I knew exactly what I was doing. I was trying to self-regulate, but in a way that was not healthy for me. One of the things I've realized about myself that may have some roots in nature, but definitely in nurture, was the fact that I allowed myself to feel the emotions and then process them. When I started to feel blood pressure issues and other manifestations of stress in my body, about seven, eight years ago, it was after I had started numbing myself out. And I started doing this because I finally acknowledged that certain people in my life at that period were actually toxic. But I was tied to them in a very complicated situation. So my body and my mind were essentially at war. My mind was lying about how bad things were by just kind of blanking out. But my body was like, no. This is not okay. This is not okay. This is not okay. So last night, I was a bit caught off guard and emotions were erupting more quickly than I could healthily process. I wasn't panicking per se, but I was experiencing a kind of trauma memory, kind of like PTSD, but I don't want to throw that term around casually, so I won't call it that, but in that direction. And because I've done a lot of work in trying to understand myself, my journey, my processes, my reactions to things, I knew that because I had been very slow to establish boundaries most of my life, that by the time I do, I do so with interest. So when I see patterns of behavior like that to which I've set firm boundaries, I have an almost allergic reaction to that behavior or experience. 
I just learned a word this morning that applies to what I'm allergic to, and it is recrudescence. Recrudescence is a 17th century word that means the return of something unpleasant after a period of relief. I am allergic to recrudescence. So that happened last night and I had a bad reaction. And what I did essentially was to try to stave off a full-blown system panic by distracting that reaction with a game on my phone. Essentially, the game was my Benadryl. It didn't actually solve the problem. It didn't get to the root of it, but it was a kind of babysitter, a holding space for it until I could get back to it. And by evening, I was able to process my emotions. I let it run through my system. I did some crying, but not wallowing, and at some point fell asleep. I'm sharing this with you because I want you to know that tough days happen even after you've crossed to the other side, away from difficult times, people, and situations. But your coping skills, your bounce back skills are going to be so much stronger with downtime that is much shorter. Now, on a slight tangent, this past week, I've been going through an old blog that I started almost a decade ago. By that point, I'd started coming out of my cave of sorts and had so many lessons and insights that I wanted to share with the world. My blog had a steady following and grew pretty quickly. In fact, it was too quick for my comfort. I had the knowledge and insights from what I'd been through, but I was not fully healed yet, at least not enough to feel safe being seen. And unbeknownst to me at that point, I still had important lessons to learn through the last group of people who would give me a lot of insight on everyday hurt people who hurt people. So anyways, I've been going through my blog in which I hadn't written for years, but didn't shut down because I hadn't decided what I wanted to do with the material I'd already written. So I've started copy pasting some of my articles just to save because I'd written about a lot of the topics that I plan to explore more in detail here. And then I realized I don't have to reinvent the wheel completely. So I'm going to start sharing some of these articles with you here over the next few months as that website is scheduled to be shut down. So let's just shift back to what we were talking about. Last night was rough. This morning was definitely better because I woke up and reminded myself that I'm here right now. And though there still may be challenges ahead, I am still at an exponentially better place in my life than I was even two years ago. And I'm so grateful for every drop of goodness in my life today. I used to have this gratitude practice, which had started maybe just a little bit before the blog that I would do every year during the holiday season. And I was able to do it to really genuinely connect with my gratitude during some of the harder times in my life. And so I woke up this morning reconnecting to the present day, got on my laptop and was looking over my old blog articles. And lo and behold, I had an article on gratitude. So if I may, I'm going to share that with you now. This article was published on November 12th of 2013. Life crop number one, gratitude, always in season. Do you know of anybody who has so much to be grateful for, yet is not truly happy? In varying degrees, we may have our areas of discontent. This helps us strive and grow. But I'm talking about the kind of person who, if they could hear their discontent from the outside looking in, would see how disconnected they were from gratitude, the warm, fuzzy part of peace and joy. I had a friend, we'll call him Don, who strove and was exalted by co-workers and peers for his seeming perfection. 
Dawn was always well-groomed, had an adoring wife and beautiful children, a finely decorated home in a friendly, closely-knit neighborhood, many admiring friends, and even the picket fence. He was intelligent, popular, and looked good for his age. His wife supported all his endeavors. Kids did well in the myriad of activities they were involved in. The family ate out often and went on numerous vacations yearly, and he and his wife had a good social network as a couple. But Don was unhappy, deep inside. His marriage was good, but not, quote-unquote, perfect. His wife was simple and not on cue with his emotions. He had had multiple years-long affairs chasing this last perfect brick and eventually sought counseling to deal with his issues. When I think of all that Don has and look at my bare essentials life and how, as long as my family is well, happy, and together, I'm satiated, I feel immensely fortunate to be able to connect with gratitude. Don't get me wrong, Don has acknowledged that he has a lot and is fortunate, and he would say he was grateful for all he had, but he intellectualized gratitude. He understood that it made sense for him to be grateful, but he could not truly connect with it in his heart, where it's housed. This doesn't mean that he was an ingrate, but that he was missing the point of it. Gratitude says, I am happy because of what is. It stops and revels in the glow of that joy. It feels full and asks for nothing more. It gives meaning to everything good and goodness to all in its path. I have started sharing one thing I'm grateful for daily on my personal Facebook page for this month, and I revel in that subject of gratitude of the day. I don't think of any pressing concerns that, quote-unquote, must be resolved before I can be happy. Gratitude dissolves any such musts. Granted, there are times that may require a call for action, particularly if there is certain life or death involved. But most of the time in life, we have all we need to be grateful where your soul feels the joy and celebrates the truth of the present. It disregards woes of the past or fears of the future. It asserts, I am happy now because of what is. When I was growing up, as my father worked hard every day, slowly building up his construction business, we moved often from one low-income home to another. There was one house in particular that my brothers and I referred to as the shack. It was a pink, dilapidated shoebox, built of what appeared to be wood slats. It was as if there were no insulation in that house as we walked around bundled up in the winter and could see our breath, and the only heat came from an old, black, metal wood-burning stove in the middle of the living room. The floors slanted along the back length of the house, and there were what seemed like hundreds of large roaches that would scatter whenever we flicked on the light switch in the bathroom or kitchen at night. Soon after we moved out of it, we learned that it was a condemned building, which was then immediately torn down. I was maybe 12 or so when we lived in the shack, and my brothers and I were happy. We played in the creek and woods where we were wild and free, and came home to love where we were warm and safe. We lived the unconscious stream of gratitude, reveling in all the good things we had and not in what we didn't. Between my friend Don and myself, our upbringings were quite opposite from each other's. I cannot speak for him and what was not filled in childhood that may have affected his ability to fully connect with gratitude amidst all his life's treasures, but from my teenage years until not too long ago, 20 years time, I've lived what many may consider an emotionally and spiritually taxing life myself. I could justify feeling too bitter 
angry, entitled, whatever the excuse, to be grateful. Something I understood, gratitude is not just a choice, a chore. You can't just say, I'm grateful, and not stop to truly listen, see, understand its beauty. It would be like a spouse saying, sure, I love my wife, but not taking the time to spend with her, look at her, listen to her, and see her and celebrate the person she is. Gratitude requires full attention for true connection. Only then can you reap the benefits that can solve many wounds and fill hollow spaces. I started this blogging venture in big part due to gratitude, and I'm so grateful. I am here speaking to you about this and many things I hope will help heal your heart and sharpen your senses, and I'm so grateful for it all. But how to be grateful when something is tugging your heart? What is tugging your heart? Is it the past? If so, be present in the truth today. You're no longer there where the pain happened. You made it. You didn't think you would, but you did. What victory, what cause for celebration? If it's anything else, use this formula. I am grateful that I'm catching this now, and I will fill in the blank. Side note, gratitude does not have space for but. To say I'm grateful for X but is like saying I love you but. The first point immediately withers. Gratitude is independent joy. And be grateful for your ability to process a solution or find help or even have friends or family to talk to. Be grateful that you can read and research, that you can learn and reach out via so many avenues nowadays. Be grateful that you are healthy and grateful if you're able to receive medical attention if you are not healthy and grateful that you have a mind that is well enough to crave growth and learning. This is part of honoring yourself, those you love, the world. Be grateful for these desires and connections. Nothing can replace being connected to gratitude for true peace and happiness. It is not required to be alive, but to feel alive and worthy. Gratitude senses an ultimate source of goodness in the world, whether or not one is conscious or acknowledging of such a belief. And thank God, or the universe, or whatever greater good there is, or could be, for it. Now that was me nine years ago, and if I could drop a pin to show exactly where I was at that point in my life, especially compared to where I am now, it would be easy to see side by side that I am continents away from where I was, in a good way. And I'm not talking about just the extrinsic stuff, but I'm at a much better place from the inside out, and that's really where the magic happens. Now, I know that gratitude is not always easy to access, and sometimes in certain moments, it's not even possible because you may be in the middle of a storm and you may have to tend to that storm. That's what I had to do last night, and that's what I did almost every day and even almost every hour for a good chunk of my adult life. But nine years ago, while still in the middle of a storm, I was able to find my center and find the space of grace that is inherent with gratitude. In rediscovering that blog article today, I was reminded of how capable and important it was to connect to that frequency that realizes, recognizes goodness by and for its own sake. I am grateful to be here and I am grateful that you care to be here as well. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time. Every day is an opportunity to exercise your integrity, humanity, and compassion, including for yourself. May you go with the company of good, the endurance of love, the beauty of wonder, and the dignity of kindness. Thanks for tuning into The Hero Frequency.